We're on. We're on. Sweet. Well, here we are. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get into it. Um, I had a good time last time. Just fun to talk about business, that it's possible. Uh, it can be scary, but value creation, that's what it's all about. You have something, you possess something, have something inherently in you or that you've developed over time, and you can put that out to the world, and there are multiple billions of people that need what you have. I mean, okay, maybe not billions of people that have, but there's, since there's billions of people, there are many of them that need what you have. And I believe that everybody in the world has something, some type of value that can be added to the world, and that value can be transferred back to them. Well, and I think so. I mean, you kind of bring up a good point there, too. I think a lot of people believe that in order to be successful in a business or whatever, they have to have a, an audience of a billion people or a billion customers. Um, I look at a lot of, like, Second Amendment companies or, um, you know, in our country right now, they're excluding probably half of the people. You know what yeah. I mean? Just because they're maybe a, a, a T-shirt company that does gun T-shirts or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, it kind of, to me, I think, having a smaller audience, a niche audience, and a, uh, a committed or um, passionate audience is better. So I think a lot of, you know, just uh, going off of that, I think a lot of people think they have to have a certain product that appeals to tons of people. But I really don't think that's the case. And that's where the beauty of it is. There is something for everybody to do in business, in entrepreneurship or whatever, um, because there are so many ways to uh, hit niche markets and hit people that want exactly what what you have to offer. So yeah. um, well, it doesn't take a ton of people, really. It yeah. just takes a committed group of people to um, use your business or service and off you go. So. Yeah. From the Second Amendment, I mean, flip it completely around, and you have a, a, a vegan T-shirt company. You know, there's probably way less people that don't eat meat, and or yeah, way less people that don't eat meat. And there's probably some multimillionaire out there that's selling vegan T-shirts. Yeah, you know, because it's so niche that people are like, oh, I need that product. I have to have it. Uh, the T-shirt's eighty-five dollars, but I have to have it. Mm-hmm. Just they're adding value and people are happy to pay for that value. So yep. business is not as hard as we make it out to be. People can go and get an associate's or a bachelor's or an MBA or, you know, doctorate in business. And that's great. You can go learn some stuff. But when it comes right down to it, be legal, be moral, be ethical, add value, and you're going to be just fine. Yeah. And I've, I've wondered that a lot. If we overthink it, we get caught up in the, well, do I need an LLC? Do I need an S corp? Do I need, how do I file taxes with the state or all of the, the steps that way? We overcomplicate it to the point that it's scary where really business in the, you know, take it down to the most, uh, the simplest way. It's buying a bicycle, repainting the bicycle, fixing it up a little bit and reselling it, you know, yeah. um, buying a house repainting the house, fixing it up a little bit, selling it. I mean, that's that should be the focus, I think, is what is the value being created. And we just, I think I think with colleges and society and everything else, we try to overcomplicate it purposely yeah. um, so that it, it seems like we need a piece of paper or something to go into business when it, it's very simple. I mean, it's a lemonade stand on the corner. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's not hard to get into business yeah yeah i completely agree and something can be learned everywhere the best way to learn it is to just go out and do it just go out make some mistakes fail forward make it happen and um that's really what we're going to get into right now is how you know mm -hmm. the how and how we do all that mm -hmm. yeah i had so i'd kind of we talked about this just a little bit I was doing some personal development uh, this morning, and there's uh, kind of was talking about some of these things. 
Um, and so I just jotted down some notes and was thinking maybe we could go over some of these questions. It kind of was right in line with what we were going to talk about. Sweet. Um, so one that I put down here was um, what do you feel is the biggest factor holding people back? And we kind of already went into that a little bit. Um, but like anything, do you think, is it the technicality of it? Is it what will people think? What, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's all of it, but yeah. do you see any, I mean, you're talking to people all the time about this and people that are wanting to change their situation and move from maybe it's a job or a, you know, a situation they're in and move to something else. Is there any common themes with those people? Why they don't want to make that jump or maybe why they're scared to make that jump? Well, I'd say the general answer would just be fear. I mean, fear in general. But then it goes <clears throat> deeper and more specific. So I would actually say the fear of the unknown. Because if we knew that we could go into business and be successful, be your own boss, make plenty of money, add value to the world, be able to retire early, everybody's going to do it. Sure. But that fear of the unknown holds people back. Now, some of the most successful people that we know, they thrive on that fear. That fear of the unknown is what drives them to make sure that they're always going to be okay. Um, but I would say the fear of the unknown and, um, okay, that actually might be it. I mean, the fear of the unknown. How yeah. do I start the business? How, how is it going to be? How do I grow? How do I do this? Just that fear of the unknown. Yeah. Are you afraid in business? I'm afraid every day. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, it really is. I mean, it's it's terrifying. It, you know, especially yeah. um, going from something that is seemingly secure or we're told is secure, and um, you know, I've I've had instances. You know, most of the time when I've made a change from one thing to another, I didn't know what the exact next steps were. Um, you know. Um, We've always kind of, and this might sound stupid, um, probably does. Now that I'm saying it, it does sound stupid, but we've always kind of just gone with a gut feeling, you know, yeah. like um, this isn't checking all the boxes for us. <clears throat> and uh, so what are we going to do? Well, we don't really know, but we know this isn't the answer. And so if we keep doing this, we're going in the wrong direction. And so we're going to go and do that. And people yeah. are like, well, how did you know to do that? Felt good. Just knew, you yeah. know. Um, and so, but 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 that goes completely against what everybody. It is what's thinks. interesting about that, though, is the people who are going by the gut feeling are probably the risk takers, the business owners, the ones that are employing the people that want more security. They want more safety. Nothing wrong with that. Like we've said before, nothing wrong with security and safety. We just choose to take a more risky venture. Now, the, what I'm seeing is the irony there is the people who want nice and steady are actually working for people who are going off of their gut feeling. So their job... So everybody's involved in a gut yeah. feeling whether they like it or not? Exactly. <laughs> so they feel like everything is good and secure because they've got that job and it's a big company and so we're, we're all good. The leaders of that big company are like, hey, that feels right. Hope it's the right decision. They don't really know. Sometimes you know. Um, there's that book, Good to Great, mm -hmm. where these companies, massive, massive companies, just get bigger and better. And then is it good to great and then too big to fail? And I think it talks about kind of those same companies. But then they do fail. There are some that do fail, even though they look like they'll never fail. Mm -hmm. Well, these are people that are going off of gut feelings and stuff. It's okay. <laughs> but then people who are working for them, well, that sucks. We were looking for security and safety didn't happen there really isn't anything that's 100 percent secure no um, even like we yeah. talked about last time we have friends that are in public service they're the most secure jobs that exist but where their security is lacking is now in keeping their paycheck enough to mm -hmm. pay for food and housing yeah with the inflation and wages and that kind of stuff yeah you know i I think one of the biggest motivators for me, you know, talk, thinking about the unknown um, this last time when we went away from um, 
a job. I say we because me and my wife are always, yep. you know, it's 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 always a mutual decision, um, and we've always always been that way. We, um, but we decided to go away from that. I think one of the biggest motivators was we could see, you know, I mean, if you're in a job or a career, you can kind of figure out, okay, this is what my lifestyle is going to be for the next X amount of years. This is what my re retirement's going to be. And that's kind of um, set in a way. Um, there's lots of things that can happen in there. But we kind of looked at that and we're like, you know, that doesn't check any of our boxes either. Um, and so, yeah, sure, there's the certainty or the uncertainty and the unknown by going away from that. But if we're not super stoked and excited and uh, the known of what that will produce is what we want in a lifestyle, why would, why would we pick that? You know what I mean? We yeah. were almost, almost more willing to uh, pick the, the unknown than the known that wasn't exciting or the lifestyle we wanted. You yeah. know, I mean, in, in our mind, that's what, if we, were, if we were picking that, then we were saying no to potentially the potential of building the lifestyle that we had a vision for ourselves. So yeah. that, that was kind of one way that we looked at it. So anyway, yeah. but... Yeah, I like that. But that un uncertainty's killer. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's another question. But we kind of, uh, we kind of did that one. So this is what were some challenges that we personally had to overcome to quit, say like a job or or doesn't even have to be a job, a, a situation that we were not enjoying or not even that. I don't even want to say enjoying. I think. It's so hard to say like, oh, I quit that because it's such a, a negative connotation, you know, yeah. in our, where I was before was good. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it was a good place. I was working with good people. Um, for the most part, it was a, a good thing. And so I think a lot of people think, well, there was negative things around that. Not really. I mean, yeah, yeah there were some things that maybe whatever I don't agree with. Everybody has that, but it was a good opportunity and an opportunity that I'm thankful for. It just was moving on to the next step to find something more, you know, I yeah. mean, it wasn't necessarily a negative thing. Yeah. It, it, it would almost be better to say I was over it. Yeah. You know, not like it, I didn't, I didn't quit because of the negative. I just, I wasn't finding the level of fulfillment that I had 10 years previous. Exactly. And that level of fulfillment had gone up. And then it had gone down, and I didn't want to live a life of not going to work and feeling fulfilled and happy. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be much better for those patients in the ambulance and and homeowners that I'm not there, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the other thing we just we get so caught up on the identity. Well, I I am this. Well, no, I'm Tyler, and my job is this. Or I'm Tyler and my work is this, or my business is this. But you're Matt. Like I, I don't see you as Matt the paramedic, as Matt the farmer. Mm -hmm. You're Matt, but mm -hmm. you have farmed and you've been a paramedic. And I, I think that's really important to remember. I was just meeting with one of our friends earlier, and and there is that identity. There's that. If I quit, who am I? I don't know. Who are you? Because you're not a paramedic and a firefighter. That's your job. So who are you? I don't know who I am. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, and as a society, that's exactly what we label with. You know, like when we meet somebody, hi, how are you? What do you do? Like we're implying what is yeah. your job. You know yeah. what I mean? And that was that was hard for me. Um, still is kind of because I don't, I mean, people are like, well, what do you do? Well, I'm a business owner, you know, well, what kind of, you know, I mean, and so you kind of go down the rabbit hole because I'm not exactly sure what I am or what I want to be when I grow up, you yeah. know, but. Um, if you say entrepreneur, they're like, oh, you're unemployed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, until you get, it's funny because um, like even talking with lenders or whatever, and I, I see where this comes from, but it's like, 
oh, you're starting your own business? Yeah, we don't want anything to yeah, do with you. For sure. Five years from now, when your business is flourish, flourishing, they're like sending you, you know, like the gift baskets at Christmas. So you'll yeah. come in and, and do some business. You know, it's like, wait a minute, where were you five years ago Yeah. when I wanted to start out? Like, sorry, you know, I, deal, I deal only in cryptocurrency now. I'm over banks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting, but that identity is is hard to yeah. overcome. Um, and I think it's our society. I don't think it's individual um, pressure as much as it is society pressure, just overcoming that. But Yeah. How much better would the world be if you met someone? You're like, oh, your name is Sally. Sally, what do you do? I'm a stay-at-home mom. And you just know that she wanted to be. And Sally's good at it. You know, hey, what are you? I am a school teacher. And they're happy. They mm -hmm. are a school teacher. That's their persona. And they're good at it. But instead, it's like, you know, what do you do? I work at Brolems. Oh, well, I can't say Brolems. But, you know, say whatever. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. In this case, they're wanting to move up to the corporate lab. I, yeah. So... Well, any examples we give on here, it's not demeaning to anybody. Yeah. It's just for instance. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I mean. I worked at Brolin's. We have, we have, well, and we, yeah. I think personally, I think most people want to move up. And yeah. so us saying, hey, you're working at Brolin's or working at McDonald's or whatever, we're just talking to those people that yeah. want to move up. That's it. Yeah. If you're happy where you are, no matter what that is this conversation is not really for you. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, if you're happy being whatever it is and making $10,000 a year and you can get by on that and provide yeah. for yourself and everything and you're totally happy, that's being successful in yeah. my book. Absolutely. You know, and, and this, this doesn't necessarily apply for you about going somewhere else if that's not what you want. Um, I think we're specifically speaking to the people that are like, yeah, this is where I am, but I want to move up. Yeah. Um, you know, so any kind of thing that we, I mean, we talk about doctors and lawyers too. I mean, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So, well, we live in a unique time too, where if people want to move up, those jobs are going to be open. You know, I think we said it in the last episode, there are, there are major workplaces that are taking away that university requirement because they can't find people to get into positions. And I think this is a, a huge opportunity for people to go, you know, hey, I've welded my entire life, but I don't have a welding certificate. You go apply to that job that you've all, that dream job mm -hmm. that you've always wanted, you might get it now. Yeah. We're just in a, in a unique time. And um, make a bunch of money oh, because they can't keep anybody there. Yep. You know. Yeah. And on an even lesser note, we went to a Taco Bell in in Phoenix, Arizona the other day. And I'll, I'll be honest, my first thought of the appearance of the kid that was working there was kind of like, oof. And then I, I caught myself and I was like, why am I making that instant judgment? There's a kid working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. There's someone actually working Good job. here. Yeah, and I did. I told him, I was like, hey, you're young and here with a job. Good for you, man. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going places in your life. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of kids that won't do it. There's a lot of adults that won't do it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. People can get out and they can do whatever they want to do, and they can they can do it right now. Right now is a great opportunity. It's the revolution, the entrepreneurial revolution. So how do we do it? Yeah, for sure. I, um, I just had a thought. What was it? Oh, on the uh, on the identity thing, kind of back. I mean, not to to, yeah. go, to go back, but um, I've thought a bunch, and I've I've done this a couple times, but I want to continue to do it and make it more of a habit. Habit, but when I introduce myself, you know, hey, you know, my name's Matt. What's your name? Hey, my name's Tyler. Cool, Tyler. What do you like to do for fun? Yeah, you know, like yeah. how much better of a con. And when I have done that. I get to know that person a lot quicker and we find things that we um, have in common a lot faster than, Hey, what's your job? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if, if it's like, Hey, what do you like to do for fun? And oh, I like to fish and Oh, cool. Like, you know, I just hit the Henry's fork and blah, blah, blah. Pretty soon you're like yeah. off in the weeds in a great conversation. Yeah. Whereas with a job, it's, it's so lame sometimes. Yeah. It's like, Oh, well I'm a X, Y, Z. 
oh well you know i mean it, it's yeah. hard to really some people are embarrassed that. about it you know like hey yeah you know, what do you do um i'm a i'm a i'm a checker at a gas station but you know you almost no that's cool you're a checker yeah. at a gas station that's great yeah. good for you yeah. what do you want to you know what do you do for fun and where do you want to be in your career well i really want to be a race car driver cool yeah, and I think that that's a great way to, you know, I like that too. And just leading into the conversation to really get to know people instead of, as a society on the surface, it's like, which we see it everywhere, right? I mean, we they want us in, uh, you know, your black, white, green, blue, pink, whatever, your sexual orientation, like all these labels. And it really takes the, the individualism out yeah. of it, I guess. Um, but... Anyway. Yeah, that is an interesting thought in them, them meaning like some powers to be that I don't know exactly who them are, um, wanting us to be ourselves and unique. We're actually getting labeled harder by, you know, what, way harder, I think. Yeah. What are you exactly? I saw a video the other day and this is a pretty far off subject, but it was a lady that was like, I am a non-binary Oh, did I just say lady that's non-binary? I'm sorry. <laughs> I believe that this was a person that was born female um, that said I'm a non-binary. And she goes on this list of everything, like um, a, a, a survivor of non-acute and acute trauma and um, tr trans-masculine, um, non-monogamous, like just went off on this whole list. And I'm like, do you just want to tell me your name mm -hmm. and I'll get to know you? I, I was just so weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a whole list of labels instead yeah, of like, like, hey, let's figure out what you do for fun or what yeah. you want to accomplish in life. And let's talk that about that. Out of all of that stuff, what I got out of it is you're a person. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> and it, there's almost like an expectation that somebody should be treated differently depending on their label. Yeah. <clears throat> but, and so then it's like, why why are we doing that? Why aren't yeah. we just figuring out, hey, you're... The content of you, their character. It, yeah, I mean, it, it's so weird. It is weird. Little off subject, okay. except for that. Not really. In, in the world I mean, that, yeah, in the world that we live in, we kind of need to know and discuss this stuff because if, well, partly because of this, some of that stuff is coming up and people are losing their jobs and they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to maneuver in this weird workplace and so they might be heading out heading out and saying what do i do well you have some value that the world needs it's time to start your own business well and i think that's a you know exactly like we were talking about at the first you can't you know sometimes in the workplace we our identities or our true beliefs kind of get undermined or thrown under the bus and we you have you can't say that you can't say that you can't say that and you have to conform to this you know and and be pretty like just the same everybody's pretty much the same in a workplace or whatever that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is yeah. you can say what you believe you can do what you believe you can start a business that you believe in and through that process you attract all the people that have the same values as you. You don't have to yeah. convince somebody that they have to come to your business or that they should, you know, I mean, we just got all this political correct stuff where, um, you know, this company, as a company, you have to, you know, go out and, and be whatever, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, all these groups, you have to pick from this, this, and this. As a small business owner, you just do your thing. And I mean, granted, it's getting tougher, but you do your thing and you get to attract your tribe, I guess, yeah. of people, um, you know. And so it's kind of cool that that uh, we can do that and, and yeah. be an individual that we get a, you know, eventually you're associating with people that are exactly like you. Yeah. So anyway, off like in the that. weeds, but no, I like it. It's good, it. It good yeah, off like in the it. weeds. Um, so what was some of the pushback? to your decision to switch it up, move, quit, move on, whatever. 
my mind. Because <laughs> people are always going to have a reason why you're going to fail. Yeah. You know, hey, that, that sounds scary. Uh, you're going you're gonna to give up that education. You're going to this, you're going to that. Really, it comes down to your own head. At least for me. It came down to my own head. Can I do this? Well, I sold myself pretty well to every leadership interview that I had. You know, like, I want this job. Well, I go and sell how good I am. I want this promotion. I go sell how good I am. Well, this was the ultimate job interview with myself. Am I good enough? Can I go out and actually make this happen? All right. Get out of my head. Let's make it happen. So the pushback was me. The world has pushback, but they don't matter. I love that answer. Um, Cause there, you know, I mean, there's always, even from family and friends and whoever, nobody ever thinks it's a good idea. Um, you know, I mean, um, but that I think, I think mindset is the number one thing, right? I mean, we, make up lots of things in our heads that just aren't true and so that was a big part for me as well as getting my minds and still is like every day oh yeah you know it's um going through you know i i try to do what i call personal development every day which is you know reading a a a good portions of a, a business book or a mindset book or um, mindset's something that I've focused on a lot over the last year. Um, but we make up so much stuff that's not true. Um, and we're really not very kind to ourselves a lot of time. Yeah. And then when you stop and break it down, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to fail in this business, you know, or there's the, the possibility that I'm going to fail in this business or whatever. And you go back and look at your past track record there's probably not that much failure. Yeah. You know, you probably, um, most people succeed more than they fail by probably a long shot. Yeah. We just somehow in our minds um, beat up on ourselves to the point that we believe that we're not going to be able to do something that we put our mind to. But like you said, how many successful jobs have you had? How many successful interviews have you done or promotions have you had and all that kind of stuff? Well, those were all successes. How is that any different than building a business Yeah, and being successful in that? Yeah. yeah and anytime you want a, a job promotion, you're, you're kind of faking it till you make it. You're becoming something different. And really in business, that's, that's it. So when I made the decision to stop working for someone else and work fully for myself, I kind of had preset in my mind what that would look like. Then you have to become that. So... If I want, I mean, just on a basic level, if I want to be 10% body fat, it's pretty easy. You just have to eat what 10% body fat people eat and exercise how 10% body fat people exercise. Well, that's pretty simple, but a lot of times we think of it differently. We think, well, I need to become that. I need to be that, and then I can become that. But we become, and then we be. So in a business... You have to become. Am I making any sense? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to quit my job, and I'm going to just instantly become a business owner because that's what you are now. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be a business owner that makes $10,000 a month, then you have to learn the skills to make that happen. Like Donald Trump, for example. Polarizing name. Donald Trump. <laughs> Is he content with being a millionaire? No. When he loses billions, how long does it take before he's a billionaire again? Not very long. He is a billionaire. He's not a millionaire. And if he loses it, he'll gain it back. And it's, it's, it's becoming that. That's the important part. That's also the fun part. That's the fulfilling part. The, full, the fulfillment doesn't come after when all of a sudden you have a successful business and you have the money, and you have the chance of early retirement, it's becoming all of that. That way, if you lose it, you can just do it again. Yeah. I think that's, I, especially for people now, that mindset of 
well, no matter what's going to happen, you know, I almost see that, that we're, we are moving from a, I'm going to get a job, work there for the rest of my life kind of thing to, I'm going to learn how to succeed no matter what yeah. happens, you know, because I mean, who would have seen COVID? Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. ever, you know, and or any of the, you know, the, the things that have happened over the last decade, you know, yeah. there's always stuff like that. And so I almost wonder if that's it, too, is just that self-reliance mentality of, well, no matter what, I'm going to figure it out yeah. um, and, and that kind of stuff. And I, I love that example about Trump, because how many times do we shoot ourselves in the foot because we focus on a smaller goal than what we could have you know if, yeah i mean if we um you know maybe the job is a is a fifty thousand dollar a year job and we think that that's you know like oh well that's a comfortable living okay that's great but if we're focusing on the fifty thousand dollar mark it, are we missing out on a million dollar mark just you know what i mean because oh, yeah. just because our focus isn't there um on that and then it's it's interesting to think about too because then the job or whatever it is that we're unsatisfied with again if 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 you love the fifty thousand dollar a year thing and you're totally just into it great yeah but if if you're doing it because uh you know you think it's secure or safe or whatever but you hate it that might be the biggest opportunity cost yeah um you know you're letting maybe a $50,000 job stand in the way of a million dollar business or something like that. Yeah. Um, but we just don't see it. But, yeah. but I think that that's totally it is what, we're, what we focus on is, is what becomes our reality really. Yeah. Um, for Donald Trump, that's being a billionaire and not a millionaire. Yeah. And we have this part in our brain called the reticular activating system and how you can know that it exists <clears throat> is if you go and look at, let's say a white, suburban and you're like there there can't be that many white suburbans around until you go and test drive one and then you see how many people are driving a white suburban and what has happened is it's now in your mind that white suburbans exist and everybody has a white suburban mm -hmm. so in our mind i know that fifty thousand was preset in my mind for a long time my my dad growing up said in this back in the day I, he was right he said to make a good living you need to make fifty thousand dollars a year sure well 30 years ago that was okay yeah um so i always thought i just need to have a good job and a good job is fifty thousand dollars a year well i got that job and it was a good job but as soon as i kind of upped that in my mind different opportunities presented themselves so if we're walking around with any mentality now let's just take it on to something else and you go just focus straight on business and you go i'm focused on a small town and popsicles that's an opportunity you, know, mm -hmm. you can go sell popsicles that's great now what if we focus on the state oh this opportunity popped up now i can sell in 10 different cities it it all comes down to mindset how big we want to go, and then the type of influence. So, you know, if you're focused on one person, there's that circle of influence, and then two, and then three, and then that network starts to get bigger. Now we start to get into, like, the Google effect, the Facebook effect. Mm -hmm. Once those connections are made, all of a sudden it turns into thousands, Exponential. Yeah. tens of thousands, millions. It's just where we set our brain. Mm -hmm. well, and I wonder, You know, one thing that I like to do a lot is hunt. And so I've thought, I've kind of thought about that in the context of how do you shoot a big deer? Like there's steps, you know, to shoot a, 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 what would be considered a trophy mule deer, let's say. Well, you know, and so a lot of times we get caught up in, oh, well, I need to shoot, right? I need to have the best binoculars so I can glass for that deer. I need to know the area and where I'm going to hunt. And we focus on all of that stuff when really the first rule is to not shoot a small deer. You know, I mean, yeah. you shoot a small deer and you ain't going to shoot a big one, you know. Um, and so I've thought about that a lot. Like, am I focused on just anything? Like, I'll shoot anything. doesn't matter. I'll shoot whatever. Well, then it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter if that's the mentality. 
if the mentality is I want a 200 inch blah 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 you know whatever it is and you're real particular about that sure there's a chance that that might not happen or you might settle for something a little bit less or whatever but you still shot something bigger than you would have if yeah. you just blanket say I don't care I'll take whatever yeah um, you know and so I've kind of thought about that too with opportunities there's always in, in our world today there's opportunities everywhere yeah um, like how many ideas do you have a day where you're like that would be a good business <laughs> you know and then it's like wait a minute I can't like spread out too much you know but man somebody could really do good at that yeah um happens all the time or i've even maybe you've experienced this too where i'm like oh that would be a great idea for that or whatever within a year or two somebody else has done it almost exactly the same as what yeah i thought should do you know and so i think a lot of times opportunities aren't exclusive to us but they're coming all the time and we get to choose which ones we want to take advantage of depending on our goals and everything else. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. And who knows, maybe you put that thought out there and someone who was ready and their reticular activating system was ready for it. They just caught it. Mm -hmm. I think, I think there were three different people from all around the world creating the television at the same time. Hmm. None of them had contact with each other. This is back, you know, I don't know. 30s 40s whatever it was maybe earlier they, it's not like they had instagram and they're like hey i'm trying to build a tv they literally had no idea that each other were working on a television all at the same time just interesting that's crazy a little bit off you know but just yeah crazy yeah well and do you think i mean i totally am a am a believer that thoughts are things yeah um and that we can manifest stuff I think a lot of people get hung up because they think it's like, oh, well, it's magic hocus pocus. Like you think it in your brain and then it manifests itself like your brain creates stuff. And I don't really think that that's the case, but I think the opportunity was probably always there. Yeah. Um, and then we just get our mind in a situation, you know, to the point that it can finally see that kind of like the white suburban example you yeah. know, or something. But Well, you even have recent examples. Um Trump and, and many of them were like, oh, it's it's probably going to be three to five years before we have a vaccine. Well, in less than a year, they had a vaccine out for it. And now I wonder, what if we took that same amount of energy and enthusiasm and said, hey, you know, we've had an internal combustion engines for a long time. We also know that <clears throat> um, green energy is not as good as, uh, <laughs> as we are touting it to be. How about we come up with an alternative to the internal combustion engine and it can't be these electric motors that we've been using and it can't be diesel and it can't be steam go and actually let it happen i i imagine there's something yeah. way better than an internal combustion engine that's out there we just haven't allowed it to come to fruition but it's out there the thoughts there or the the building blocks for it we just haven't put the thoughts out enough to make it happen or someone has, and then they've been offed. Yeah, so, well, I don't know. that's true, too. Well, and that kind of goes back to the gut feeling thing, right? I mean, that's I, I, I used to think like, oh, gut feelings, you know, just acting on that's kind of reckless. But anymore, I kind of feel like the gut feeling is those thoughts and the universe or whatever you, you know, yeah. the spirit or whatever you, you call it um, is, is giving thoughts and inspiration for those things you know and so yeah. anymore i'm like eh, it's not really a gut feeling it's more um you know i believe it's inspiration and that kind of stuff and yeah you know so i don't know it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about yeah um but it's been it's uh, it's cool to see that happen because then i feel like you can rely on that more and more and more for bigger growth and bigger things going forward yeah but i don't know yeah i like that a lot um is crazy because this is like the um just like the focus and everything like the, it, it's exactly what uh i was thinking through this morning like the yeah. suburban example and stuff so it's, it's cool um it's interesting to i think with success it's all the it's 
the principles are all the same, right? It's just people saying them in different ways. Yeah. Um, so it's it's cool to see. Well, I think sometimes too, you know, if maybe someone's watching this and the title was like, you know, the how to to success or the how to to business, they're like, wait, where's the steps? Well, we've talked about that before. They're the steps are easily found online. You need to get the right insurance. You need to set up your LLC. You might need a retail location. You need to negotiate your rates, this and that. Those steps are there. That just has to happen. So mm -hmm. we don't really even need to talk about the steps. But that mindset is really important, knowing that you're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn from those mistakes. Then you're going to make bigger mistakes. Then you're going to learn from those mistakes. And then you're going to call someone who's more successful than you, and you're going to get some advice. And that kind of stuff, that's where real success comes from. Like my brother-in-law called you the other day. Mm -hmm. This kid has no like reserve calling someone who knows more than him and saying, hey, can you help me out? And anyone who's more successful than him is like, absolutely. Yeah. I'm here for you. Yeah. Let's make this happen. No one's out there like, uh-oh, there's this uh, there's this up-and-coming kid, and he's going to take business away from me. No, everyone wants to share their success. And if they don't, mm -hmm. they're probably not going to be successful for, for long. For sure. It's getting out there, and it's failing forward. It's faking it till you make it. The same stuff that's been taught by Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield mm -hmm. and T. Harvecker and all those people, Hill yeah, and all, all the people for you it's the same stuff that works well and it's interesting to think that there's a huge market for that people are making so much money just regurgitating that yeah. information um it just goes to show how hungry we are for that yeah um to to i, I think as humans we're always wanting to do better even if somebody's content doing whatever it is I think in the back of everybody's mind, there's probably um, a desire to improve and do better. You know, yeah. I, th I think that's just something that we're naturally given. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're naturally designed to be creators and yeah. make things better and improve and that kind of stuff. And every um, profit or anyone, I mean, what what's the, I'm not good at, Direct quotes, so Bible, ask and you shall receive, knock and shall be opened. And it shall be opened unto you. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I wonder what that's talking about. Well, maybe it's talking about anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, put put the thought out in the universe and seek, mm -hmm. and you'll get your answer. Maybe you start the wrong business, but at least you put it out there and you tried. You're going to get your answer. Answer might be, hey, that, not a lot of market for that business. Then you pivot mm -hmm. and you keep going how many people have quote failed and then they're an overnight success uh, most of them they're yeah. the overnight success they just learned for years yeah and the overnight success was probably 10 15 20 years worth of yeah. failures and learning right yeah um yeah yeah i i i just i truly believe that anybody who has the desire to get out on their own and make it happen, they can. They just are going to have to develop some things like resiliency and and um, knowing that we either win or we learn. And either way, we're learning. Mm -hmm. And we could go deeper. Well, and did you – so here's another question too that I think a lot of people get hung up on is did you know, so say you're at your job and you're saying, I um, maybe I like my job, maybe I hate my job, but I feel like there's something more that I want to do with my life, whether that's legacy or make more money or more time or lifestyle or whatever. Because um, we were both at that exact same point at one, one point in time or maybe multiple times in the past. How do you... At that point, did you know exactly what the perfect business or next step was? I think a lot of people get hung up on that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know it at the time, and I still don't know it now. Uh, I know what our businesses are, and I know what uh, financial steps we're taking for more security and more prosperity. But I, I don't have it all laid out. Because every day something happens that pivots, and we just have mm -hmm. to adapt and overcome. So I didn't know it then. I'm probably more aware of it now, but 
but not completely aware. And it's a continuum, I think. A continuum that you never actually get to the end of. Yeah. I'm, I always thought there was an end, but I'm seeing now, like, same kind of thing. It's just always a process yeah. that you're always working through. Did you, because you've started a couple new businesses within the last year. Yeah. So think back before, so say a year ago or a year and a half ago, were any of the, and maybe some of them were, but is there businesses that you've started or even just projects that you've started that you didn't even know existed a year and a half ago? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And reticular activating system, it's opening up and it's being open to those things. Uh, if you're in it, we talked about this last time, if you're in a job, you might just be so busy that you don't know that that stuff exists. Mm-hmm. As soon as you're opened up to the possibilities, the possibilities are completely endless. Um, I Like we've said, we don't want to demonize jobs. There's places for everybody, and we want people to just be happy where they are. And if you're happy and fulfilled where you are, then that's that's great. Um, now I'm going to make it a little more negative. So <laughs> I've heard I've heard people say that a job is just overbroke, and in a way it is. You're going to make just enough money to be just broke enough that you have to go to work again the next day. I try not to be like that as far as an employer. I want our people to know that we're always here for them. Um, we've got their back. I want to see them succeed and grow. Maybe they want to work for us forever, but if they don't. Uh, I'm going to help them get to the next spot. Um, and that just over broke part, that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. We actually don't make a ton of money in each individual business that we have. And part of the reason why is because as the business grows, we try to just pay our people more because they're the integral parts to what make everything happen. And reinvest in yes. the business yes. to make it better or bigger or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. where we've found success is by having multiple businesses where we can take a little bit from each one then it ends up being more just because there's a collective of businesses um but that's kind of where our act like reticular activating system that's where our mindset is right now now if we grow each individual one of those businesses then something can be different but mm-hmm. it's all a process maybe that'll happen maybe it won't maybe we'll choose something different I don't know, but part of that being open to it, I think, is actually what makes us part. I mean, at least in our mm. own minds, successful. Yeah. And have you? So, you said that you've started businesses within the last year that you didn't even know existed eighteen months ago or two years ago or whatever. Have you quit? Is there businesses or projects that you've started to go down that road, and then you're like, you know what? That's just not right right now or yeah i still love the, i still love the project or what or maybe nope that's completely not something we want to do or have you quit multiple things too yeah yeah absolutely and i think that's a, a very important thing for people to know that they might start down a path and when it doesn't feel right or everything's not adding up how it should it's okay to abandon it mm-hmm. that's not failure Starting a business and ending a business on purpose is 100% not failure. You didn't put everything into it, and then you just couldn't make it work. I actually don't think businesses fail. People stop them before. And I think, too, that stopping or quitting, I mean, there's there's kind of a difference there, right? If it gets hard and you're like, this sucks, I don't want to, you know, whatever, and, and you're just quitting because... Maybe you're lazy or something. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. It's like I'm moving forward, I'm going, and, you know, this just isn't right. So I'm abandoning it abandoning it, or going a different direction. I think that happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, I can think even in the last 12 months, I mean, shoot, I've done four or five or six different things, and three or four of them maybe, I'm like, eh, that's – it's just not it. It's a great idea, but yeah. it's it's not something that we're going to do right now. So how many um, of those failed? Well, none of them none failed. Of them. I just exactly. walked away from them. Exactly. I just didn't do them anymore. Yep. Or I wanted to focus more on. I could see more potential in other things. Yeah. Um. You know, and so so it was like, well, let's let's keep going down that. That's exciting or whatever. Yeah. Um. But I think that's the other thing too is, people might be standing, 
in the job or the situation they're in and it's like a brick wall and they're like well what's the next step where do i go and i think that just it doesn't really matter what the next step is as long as you take it yeah you know just get moving in that direction get looking for opportunities kind of you know if there's things that are taking a lot of focus or attention weed some of those things out and clear up some space so you can look and and open up your your thinking to other opportunities i don't know yeah and and it might take three or four things to get really into something that's that's good or you know i don't know yeah gain momentum mm-hmm. you know it momentum is a real thing it's a, a real thing in business but if you don't take that first step or start to wander a little bit no momentum is ever gained but when momentum when focused momentum is present things happen that you'd never believe i mean i, I remember when we had started um we, we had started uh well the rock climbing gym was quite a while ago the fitness gym was a few years after that and then we combined them into one building <clears throat> and i met with a guy and he said you're at the point where things are going to start to grow more than you faster than you think and i was like oh what do you mean he went well it's it's momentum you have the momentum, so you need to ride this momentum out. I'm like, okay. And then you need to start adding to it so that the momentum doesn't stop. It's like the whole flywheel principle. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot to get that flywheel to move, but then after a while, it's just kind of like, yeah, you give it a little nudge. You give it a little nudge. Yeah. Um, then you, your water might turn down a little bit, or maybe the wind is hitting in the other direction. You've got to give it a little extra. The momentum is real. you got to make those first steps. Uh, you might get knocked off course a little bit keep going and then the snowball effect i'm going to use all these analogies Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the snowball starts down the hill and then it gets bigger and bigger and by the time it gets to the bottom it can take out trees and buildings and houses and but that's not going to start unless you walk up to the snow and make a ball and i think that's important too is looking at all of those little you know individually people maybe kind of pick those apart and say oh well that's a failure or that's a failed business um but it's not. It's part of that momentum. You're learning. You're growing. You're looking for opportunity. Um, you know. So I think I think that that's maybe back to that mindset thing too. Is not being so hard on ourselves that we're looking at every individual thing as a failure. But it's it's a success in the overall process of learning and growing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Earl Nightingale in the strangest secret in the world. He says that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So that doesn't even have an end point. And, and I kind of said it in the beginning when we talked about a, a mom who is a mom because she wants to be a mom and she's good at it. School teacher who wants to be a school teacher and they're good at it. Those are successes. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that if you want to be something and you're trying to be good at it, that's where the fulfillment comes in. So, you know, Earl Nightingale and that whole thing, there's a fulfillment component that brings success. And like we said last time, I'd rather make $50,000 a year doing something I love than $100,000 a year doing something that I hate. That fulfillment component is huge. So if people are wanting to leave something that is not fulfilling them, that's not bringing them happiness, chase fulfillment. And then figure out how to monetize your fulfillment. Add value to people with something that fulfills you. You can't go wrong. You're not going to work anymore. You're going to you. You're going to what brings you joy, brings you happiness. We both have a friend who ran a a refrigerator and... He would, they would sell they would sell fridges and I don't know mm-hmm. like a hometown mm-hmm. hometown Sears. Mm-hmm. Um, then they sold that and they run a, a chocolate company now. And he said people come there because they're happy and they leave <laughs> happy, happier. Yes, um, yeah, they come happy and they leave happier. And before it was like they came because their refrigerator had broken and they were mad and they knew they're gonna have to spend all this money. Well, his level of happiness went way up. Because he all of a sudden started focusing on something that made others happy. And he just found that uh, by selling chocolate, 
people were happy and then he was happy and he, it brings him fulfillment and there has to be someone out there that is going to sell refrigerators and dishwashers and everything he just found that over the last 20 years he he had shifted and wanted to do something different he did it brought him more happiness yeah well there's no and so was the the was the first back to your question was the first business a failure no yeah, yeah. No. in uh, fact he sold it to someone else who who enjoyed it mm-hmm. yeah we're kind of in that we have a business right now that's kind of in that phase um you know it's something that we were excited about six or seven years ago uh, mainly my wife i was somewhat involved but uh you know she just loved it and over the last couple years she's you know just some things have with you know or with the company have changed and just it's just different than it was yeah um you know we've changed and she's really struggled with that like well if i stop doing that then i failed and i'm like no like yeah. you've made you know a, a good amount of money for what you've done so that's a success number one not that that should be the only gauge of success but um, you know, we've learned a lot through that process. She's grown a lot through that process. Um, she's a very creative person. And so, you know, she was excited about it and, uh, and really has grown as a human being. And, um, so no, it, w it wasn't a failed business at all. It's yeah. just, well, it's not what I'm into and yeah. I'm moving on to something else. Yeah. And she right. helped thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, but yeah, but I think back to that thing. Sometimes we're hard on ourselves to say, oh, well, I, I didn't do that for 50 years like you hear about people doing, you know. And it doesn't have to be that. You know, I, we don't have to do something for 50 years for it to be successful. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, absolutely. So. And maybe the, 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 the morbid thought of the day is we're very quickly forgot when we die. So we might as well be really happy and fulfilled when we live because afterwards, I mean, we're kind of gone. So, yeah, you know, don't live a, a life of misery just to get by when you could live a life of fulfillment and still just get by. Yeah. Man, just be, go out and do things that make you happy. Well, and isn't it that like over, is it like 70,000 a year or something like that? Like the amount of money that people, the um, the amount of happiness that additional money brings to people is basically nothing. Like th their happiness tops out at seventy thousand a year. Basically, I think there's been some studies the adjusted on that. for inflation. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy thousand uh, three years ago, maybe or yeah. something like that. So I, like, I think I know so what you're like a hundred thousand now or whatever. But wasn't but, it like seventy five thousand and four kids, something like that? I don't know. Four. I don't know. I, the kids equation throws it off because yeah, it depends on the day for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember where I read that, but it was their Their happiness does top out. And I've heard a lot of very successful people that are like, look, money doesn't bring you happiness, but it is sure a lot easier to be happy when yeah. you're not worrying about money. And so from a very basic standpoint, we can do an entire episode on this. Just be smart with your money. Yeah. You know, if, if you go to get a car and they're like, how much can you afford? That's the wrong question. Yeah. How much does the car cost? And do I have that? You know, that's, that's kind of where it's at. And, and I actually want people to think that in business too. When this transition happens and they're going from a job where they know exactly how much money is coming in every month and things can be very well thought out and planned out, it is going to be different when you move into something else and you're not exactly sure where that money's coming from. You're gonna have to switch some mentality and you're gonna have to switch some, some budgeting. And that is extremely healthy because if you live a few years not really knowing how much money is gonna come in the next month, when money starts to come in, you're gonna be a lot better with that money. Um, cryptocurrency has helped me be more patient than anything else that I've done. Mm -hmm. um, and, and really for, for about a year and a half, I really treated it like a business. And it made me so patient, um, and patient is probably the best word. It made me so patient that um, I could probably get into any investment now and just feel like it's kind of a breeze mm -hmm. because it's not so up and down. And really, crypto kind of mimics the feelings you're going to get in a business. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. oh, crap, it's down 10% today. Oh, it's up 15%. Life is amazing. Oh, no, it's down 20%. i am going to lose everything. Oh, it's back up. I've broken even. That's the life of owning a business. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. Ten years later, you're like, dang, I got rich off of Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's that, there's still that patient aspect. I think, too, a lot of the guys that I think about that are really successful <clears throat> um, that I look up to and kind of, you know, um, and not just, I mean, I'm not even talking about, like, celebrity guys, like guys from the community or the town that I grew up in that I know of that have done well. Um, the focus wasn't even necessarily on the money. They were doing what they love to do. Yeah. Um, and what they like to, to work in. Um, and then the money came, you know, later. Yeah. But it wasn't, but the money was second to the passion and the, you know, kind of the, the what they wanted to pursue things. So, I mean, that's kind of an inter interesting uh, thing to think about, too, I think. Going, making these kind of transitions is the money can't be, I mean, the money can be the, uh, the ultimate goal. That's fine. But to really get the fulfillment part, it's got to be finding something that you really like to do and really can enjoy doing. And then the money, I think, just naturally comes as a byproduct as, um, you know, because you're going to add more quality and, and yeah. put more passion into it and that kind of stuff anyway. So. Yeah. Well, and I think part of what we talk about is legal, moral, and ethical. <clears throat> and what's nice there is then you work with people that are legal, moral, and ethical. And so their businesses are doing things that are legal, moral, and ethical. And you can do unethical things and make a ton of money. I just could never feel good about that. And so, you know, these people that are coming and they're adding value and then the money comes, it's like, it feels like legit. Yeah. It just feels good. Like a capitalistic economy should. Well, and I think you can identify those people from along, you know, like initial interactions in a business sense. Um, you know, I've done, uh, I've got business partners that, just we could just kind of even though we didn't have a great uh like a didn't know each other real well before like you can just kind of feel that okay this is a person i can trust you yeah. know and, and and off you go um and in one of the you know i think it was one of the napoleon hill books where he's interviewing andrew carnegie he actually andrew carnegie carnegie said that that was one of the biggest thing is being able to work with people with a minimum of friction um, you know, one of his biggest factors for success or whatever. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, the, the more that we can be that way, it's so much easier to just, I mean, making money ethic, ethically in itself really is not that hard anyway, right? Yeah. And so I don't understand why people think they need to cheat or whatever yeah. it is because um, it's so much more enjoyable and fun and really pretty simple when yeah. you get down to it um to just do things the right way yeah but yeah it is interesting and sad when you hear you're like hey they're doing so good and then all of a sudden you know like an ethics complaint comes out and you're like what yeah it, it is yeah. it is crazy so there was a uh, one that we were discussing the other day and um this guy was getting like big money in dividends like fifty thousand dollars every two months hmm. like doing really well mm-hmm but then started skimming off the business. And it wasn't skimming that much comparative to his dividends. He ends up getting fired and put in jail. It's like, was it worth it? You know, you're making $50,000 every two months. You're making, what is that, 60000 a year, 600000 a year? Yeah. And, and you're getting thrown in jail over $50,000? Like, was it worth it? No, it wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. You can't live with yourself. You can't be happy. You can't sleep. You can't. Just mm -hmm. do it right, because I would I would actually yeah. hate to one coach anybody um, that I find out later was doing things wrong, or even worse, get myself to the end of life and be like, huh, I wonder how I would have done if I didn't cheat. Yeah, that would suck. Well, and our whole basis of this is fulfillment, yeah. right? Full. How can you feel fulfilled? By cheating your way to it, you know, yeah. fulfillment, true fulfillment, I think, um, probably to everybody is, hey, I accomplished that. It was really hard, 
<coughs> man, I keep COVID. getting, yeah, something. Yeah. And uh, I think I've had that like a half a dozen times already. So I don't, I don't think that I, I don't think it's that, but you know, all of us, I think want that to say, I, I did that. I, I accomplished that. It was hard, but I, I did it and I succeeded, you know? So, yeah. anyway. so someone came to you and they, they're like, Hey, I, we're in an, we're in an elevator. It's the elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. You've got two minutes. How would someone go out and start their own business? Identify a need that interests you. Um, do a little bit of groundwork, you know, make sure that the need is there, whether that's looking to see if somebody else is doing it in the community or somebody else is doing it in another community. Um, kind of do that gut check, you know, make sure that, um, you know, to me, the gut checks everything, you know, like, okay, I think that this is something that people are going to want. Um, and then just have the mentality of I'm going to make it happen yeah. no matter what, instead of, oh, we'll see how it pans out or whatever. No, that's what I really want to do. I'm going to make that happen. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's the biggest point because there's going to be um, pushback on everything. And it's just having the mindset of, okay, I don't care. That's what I, because this is what I want to do. I'm going to make it happen no matter what. I'll yeah. figure it out along the way. Yeah. I like that. That might've been longer than two minutes. How about you? Really, it wouldn't be much different than that at all. I, I mean, it's find what is going to fulfill you or that you believe is going to fulfill you. Be open to change and get ready to fail forward. All the lines, fail forward, fake it till you make it, make it happen, all of that. Just that's really it. Um, if you want to do it, do it. Don't talk about it. We can say if this, if that. If this align, the stars are never going to align. They're not going to be even close to aligning. So you might as well do it now. Mm-hmm. And just make it happen. That's what I like about I've The make it happen, like I even find myself saying it there, but I picked it up from you, you know, when we were working together. Um, that's something that I've noticed with you. You've always said is make it happen. We will make it happen. Let's make it happen. And I think that that is probably the key is because it's not going to happen naturally. It's not going to happen easily. It's not going to happen, um, you know, it's not going to be simple, but just having that mindset of we'll make it happen, like no matter what, like if there's an earthquake and it takes out my house, yeah. we will make it happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, I like that. It's, cool. a, it's a good motto. Well, I appreciate it. I'm sure I picked it up from somewhere. I wish I knew where we could throw the credit because <laughs> I probably didn't come up with it but yeah we just need to make it happen and, and know that anyone who you work for right now is also making it happen and they're probably just as confused in life as you are it point. just doesn't seem like that everything seems secure and not to be a downer doomsdayer but everything seems more secure than it is so put it in your own hands you interview yourself and if you can sell yourself good enough to get the job that you have or the spouse that you have or the girlfriend (laughs) boyfriend that you have um be that salesman to yourself go out make it happen i like it i think that's an awesome ending sweet (laughs) okay have a good day everybody we'll see you